Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com What up? The U.S. Center wants a national TAC DUI standard, and more will be covered in news summary. Uh, state title. State title. <laughs> I'm reading the goddamn thing. <laughs> Let us know what you think in the comments and tag someone who wants to open a cannabis business so we can help more people realize the dream of being a cannabis license holder. And the lead story, U.S. Center calls for national TAC DCI, DUI standard, but more on that in a news summary. Hey, let's get this thing going, man. <laughs> <laughs> so i got a script and it says a u.s center wants a national thc dui standard and more and then it says state title the title of the show and i didn't even see the title of the show so hey thanks for joining us and tom it's a uh, wednesday we're here it's 12 o'clock like and subscribe give us some love if you want to change the world you know <laughs> what's yep. up um oh i tell you what those uh stage directions are always the best and so yeah the news summary we do have something to discuss about a senator that's proposing a nationwide thc dui limit there's also uh, uh the you know, an op-ed from MJ BizCon that says limiting marijuana licenses only benefits mid, uh, multi-state operators. Uh, MedMen has given up control of its New York medical operations. Iowa Democrats have announced a plan to legalize it and a Denver hotel to open a cannabis lounge next year. Ohio cannabis activists are going to force a legislative debate because they have enough signatures. And AOC has called on Joe Biden to use his executive powers on cannabis and more. And that's our news summary. Let's go to the lead story of the week, of the day. Of the day. Yep. Center calls for federal marijuana standards and measured impaired driving. So there's always got to be a boogeyman. So always got to be a boogeyman. But I see like a, a silver lining in this. But anyway, it's Senator John Hickenluber, and Democrat out of Colorado. And he spoke about these issues last week during a Senate Commerce, Science, and Transportation Committee confirmation hearing for President Joe Biden's nominee to serve as director of the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. That is the NHTSA. And in any you know, case, go ahead. I was just saying, Hickenlooper, you know, for a state that was one of the first ones, to, they were the second, actually. Washington was the first. But for one of the first ones to first do recreational, <clears throat> he was actually against it. He was against it and expected all this, like, drama that most prohibitions already expect. And because that's not the truth, 
you know, I just think he's funny. Now he wants to get the DUI cause going. Like, you know, uh, he stated because of the uh, the recent signing within the infrastructure bill uh, that contained an amendment he sponsored requiring federal agencies, including the Department of Transportation, to study and issue a report on federal regulatory barriers related to studies on marijuana impaired driving. You know, this is the bill is a sign, but it, it, you got to create the infrastructure. You got to create the labs testing, the studies to be done. Who's going to do the studies? Yeah, this is what I think the upside of a nationwide THC DUI limit would be. CDL drivers right now, they're under a zero tolerance policy. If yeah. there was a tolerance policy at a particular limit, everybody who's driving over the road right now would be able to have a safer alternative substance than the substances that many of those people are are forced to turn to. Like when they go to the truck stop, there's booze, there's caffeine, there's donuts, another junk food, and maybe gambling. Uh, but is there any good wholesome uh, THC? No. Well, we're, we're also talking about impairment here. So we're talking about like how much cannabis can you do you have to consume before you're like, I, I can't handle behind the wheel, right? Because like, I mean, again, drinking, as we know, as you know, society has already worked around with, uh, you know, we're like, you know, give me your keys or whatever. But, you know, most people don't make coherent, proper decisions when they've had too much imbibement of alcohol. Whereas cannabis, it's a blanket and Led Zeppelin. Usually, yeah, but like with too much cannabis, you're usually like really, really high. And you're like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. As opposed to like, let's have another round. Come on. Well, right, then, right, right. yeah. Right. And then with cannabis too, you they have to analyze because you know we're, we're, what they're looking for is the piss test. They're looking for how can we prove impairment once you pee in a cup or draw your blood samples, just like with DUI, well, which thing. is like it's over the line. And so that's one of the, yeah. So if you have like it's just extreme tolerance to alcohol, if this is like the fifties or something, uh, and, and so like you know the only thing that you had to do back then was to drink and hate communists. And so uh, that person's 0.8 or 0.08 uh, must be extremely different than uh, somebody else who's more of a teetotaler of these days. That 0.08 might get them really fuzzy and buzzed. And so it doesn't take into account any type of tolerance at all. But Congress draws lines. That's what they do. They, they, they set bars, they draw lines, they make standardizations, they put regulations in there. If, it, if the regulation is dependent on your tolerance, how do we measure and quantify that? Well, we're also talking about the same body of uh, legislation that define cannabis versus hemp, right? Because it's, it, right. it's the same plant. It just you, What defines it is this arbitrary 0.3% THC, mm -hmm. you know, and that's ridiculous. You know, we, yeah. it's like we can't treat the rest of society as adults we can't treat yeah. each other so as hickenlooper though was asking this guy you know he's 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 asking him and his name's uh cliff steve cliff and he would be committed to uh, working with lawmakers to develop a federal marijuana and impaired driving standard so we can have something as a national standard and uh uh, that's what Hickenlooper uh, asked of Mr. Cliff. And uh, Mr. Cliff responded, absolutely. If I'm confirmed, I look forward to working with this committee on impaired driving and in particular, that marijuana issue that you just mentioned. And so Hickenlooper retorts, uh, he, that's, he didn't say that's good. He retorted, it's one of those things that it's not going away. It's coming. And I think we need to address it and get out ahead of it as quickly as we can. So yeah. can we get some can we get some of that money to study that maybe in like Colorado or um, another state and figure out how much cannabis you have to give these people and where their uh, nanoliters have to be? But then it would also be like, what if the uh, the sobriety test took into consideration, like, what is your standard usage pattern? 
are you a medical patient? You know, and so if you're a medical patient, you could have one level. And if you're uh, a recreational user, you could have a lower level, you know? Well, you know, also you take in consideration body fat, you know, because the, the fat cells absorb and, and, and cannabis and it, your endocannabinoid yeah. system just loves all the cannabinoids in cannabis. So but we're smart. <clears throat> We could make algorithms. And so I, if you study it really well and you get 5,000 people to all smoke a bunch of weed and then put them into a, a driving simulator or make sure that it's safe, whatever, uh, and then get some statistics on this, bro. What the hell? It's well, 2022. Here, here's the problem. We got like comments like this. Do you want truck driver side? That's the same. And then, excuse me for lack of a word. They're, they're not. Well, not just that. Like, yeah. you know, like oh, we, do you want your surgeon's high, your, your pilot's high? You know what? And again, it's all about responsible use. Yeah, we're not talking about on the clock, you know? (laughs) Accountability comes down to the the end person. Like, are you doing your job right? Because, I mean, that's what it comes down to. You know, opioids is a real addiction, right? You're going to do that whether you should be doing surgery or not. Yeah, Yeah. you you will seek that behavior out to your detriment and, like, people will lose their lives. I want I want the person who's going to be doing the the hard job around me to right. be well rested and have a decent life and not be stressed. But that's, so, that's the exact opposite story of uh, the opioid crisis and the Purdue Pharmaceuticals with OxyContin. The opposite story of that is the medical cannabis movement, where you have people having stories about how this plant has saved their lives, how this plant has gotten them to make a better decision and path in their life, and so they aren't gone now. Why isn't that, you know, study? How come that's not a particular type of course of treatment when people are fraught with illness of addiction? Why can't the plant be a, a first option? You know, in, in the same article, they go on to about another study that found that smoking CBD-rich marijuana has no significant impact on driving ability, despite the fact that all state participants exceeded a per se limit for THC in their blood. This is the the, the, the thing that's going to, like, everybody will be like, you know, well, if, Marijuana is really not so uh, uh, bad. It would be legal. Well, it, it, you know, that's, not, we had, that's not even close to being accurate. One of the pr- reasons why it is illegal is because it was good for you. If it was bad for you, then you wouldn't need a problem that we can solve for four ninety nine a month for the next 4,000 years. But again, America had separate drinking water fountains. We had separate, like, they didn't make it right at the time. We couldn't get a mortgage until the late 70s. You know, seriously, I mean, we, you know, there's so many rights that have just been able within our lifetime, yeah, you know, yeah. what, what, what you mean the, the thing called marriage, gay marriage just happened. I mean, there is so much shit that is not right that has exist, you know, doesn't make it right. And then when they find these studies, that's what I'm saying about like impairment is, you know, with that, with that, what was that 800 pound brownie? Mm-hmm. Like, is that the level of like, cause five nanograms right now, dude, I, I fart five nanograms. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's what they discussed actually in there. You know, we've seen we, Hickenlooper continued on uh, his quotes. We haven't seen any of that, but we do recognize that we don't have a good way to measure intoxication level under Colorado law. A person can found to be driving with more than fa- five nanograms of THC per milliliter of blood can be used as evidence of impairment. But this is the policy that's faced a lot of criticism as it's just an arbitrary number, just kind of like the 0.3% THC is an arbitrary number, but suddenly it defines hemp. You see, Congress loves arbitrary numbers like this, which should kind of terrify you uh, about how they might be regulating uh, the uh, THC limit. But 
they regulate the blood alcohol limit and they've used that to get uh, public funding for roads. And I think that's one of the reasons why uh, now it's 0.08. And when I was 20 years ago, when I was becoming of age and I can go to bars, I think it was 0.1. And then in yeah, like, yeah. Europe, it's like down to like 0.05 or something. Well, you know, with the five nanogram BS, they, to take into consideration how we talked about, like, uh, th- I think they also have to consider uh, means of ingestion, right? Like, was this person dabbing versus smoking flour versus an edible? I mean, there's too many factors. And that's going to be part of the problem with, like, how do we, you know, they're trying to justify how to arrest somebody. Like, how do we, how do we, how do we find you the, the, the culprit? How do we find, well, how are you doing it now? Mm-hmm. How, how are you right. how are you singling out and prosecuting all these rampant cannabis cases of drivers out there because that's how you should be doing it and then and that's just my point being is and, and then this is not advice to anybody but for me smoking and driving the hardest things packing the bowl mm-hmm. yeah I, I do not recommend any of those things but then you know um people break the law and they've been breaking the law since we started passing them some people are just going to break that law uh, those people need to be identified and tracked. Okay, fine. I might want to walk that back a little bit. This is America, not communist China, which is another reason why I'm not on TikTok. That freaks me out that you guys, so many people are just willfully giving all their stuff straight to the Chinese government. Go for it. Have for fun, likes. guys. For likes. And, you know, did you see that? It was, it was exciting when you watched that reel. That was 30 seconds long, and it kind of made you laugh. You know, I, I do enjoy watching TikTok. I just don't get using it. And I, and I, and I tried and I failed and uh, I just don't care. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of people just don't care. So uh, what do people think about the THC uh, limit as a national standard for driving? Leave your comments in the comments section. Tag yeah. somebody who you think uh, really just gets pissed off at this because it's one of those inflammatory aspects of putting a line in the sand and people are going to get screwed over arbitrarily. But they then once they have that line in the sand, you know, it, it would allow for uh, other um, you know, companies that have a no uh, zero tolerance policy on cannabis to, you know, use it when they're off the clock. I think it would be great if truckers could get done with their shipment and yeah. then they're, they're not working tomorrow and then go get high. Why it, can't they? You know, even if they were getting uh, uh, working the next day, you know, the, the, that's, that's the thing that we, we, we talk the next about day, the camp you know? experience and, and the word high. Right. Like it's it's a wellness issue. It's a balance issue. It's a, a an intoxicant definition issue. Right. Like how as you and I like we talked about you, you smoke too much, like whether you do a dab or whether you smoke too much flour. And he's like, well, I'm good right now. I will take a minute. And then your body acclimates whatever that rush or however you want to describe that experience that euphoria is gone within, you know, 20, 30 minutes. And you still feel sedate and good to go for the rest of your evening or day whatever moment you're at consuming Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous to think that we're going to find all these bad people and and arrest them spontaneously just because we now have a law that says this is what caused all this messed up shit but then that's that's that would be the first federal regulation that makes sense on this stuff except for the uh the goddamn irc 280e hey somebody has a question and uh, if we were going to answer this, we'd be like, hey, look, a member has a question. So if you guys want to become a member of the channel, please do. That's how we'll you know, give you shouts out and also answer your questions. But uh, if weed is legal, how can they use that as a reason to search your vehicle? And what would the national THC standard for a DUI mean? These are all questions that are hypothetical and conjecture. That's really that's that's the clear answer. Hypothetical and conjecture, because we don't have them yet. 
but in the answer to uh, uh, when it becomes legal, very often odor uh, in the car no longer becomes um, probable right. cause for a search. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, when you say the word legal, it's not federally legal. So it's still leveraged no matter what. Even in prohibition states, it's a reason to search your vehicle. Maybe you have too much. Maybe you're transporting it's, but then odor, like how can I, I can't, can you smell the difference between an ounce and a pound? No, but so, you know, I, well, I mean, yeah, you can kind of, but I, when I drove past Low Cannon, I smelled goddamn, there must've been hundreds of pounds in that, in that building. But uh, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you can tell if something's in the area. I mean, obviously uh, amount of an odor is a thing, but um Shout out to member Robin Thomas. It says hey. in New York, no cause to search where the odor is present. See, one of those states that has adopted that because it's it's what you want to do. Like when they when it becomes legal, you don't want that to be something and a reason for you to search because it's legal, man. It, and again, oh, there we go. It's twenty past the hour. All right. And that's uh, Collateral Base. It's where I work. Collateralbase.com is all right. It looks like it's just a fairly stodgy lawyers page. Go to CannabisIndustryLawyer.com and that's where you can get all the real good stuff. Uh, got some new updates coming for our conditional application in New Jersey. And then we have this real sweet uh, product that we'll be offering to the good people of New Jersey. It's a super easy to use um, chart that allows you to spin up the documents that you need for your conversion application quickly. Right on. We'll do that as a webinar or a, as a uh, video on here uh, on the how to section, like how to convert your conditional license to a annual license in New Jersey. If you guys want that in the comments and then, of course, smashing know. them likes, smashing them. Because that's what you do with likes. We can't count the negatives anymore, but you still can count the negatives on the back end. I haven't seen that analytics. Like I've been trying to, you know, I looked in their little studio thing. I don't see that negative analytics, which I, I mean, whatever. But uh, I think it was a dumb move on uh, uh, YouTube's part. But hey, also for marijuana moment, we got uh, uh, AOC news. AOC calls on Biden to use executive authority on marijuana policy as president's agenda stalls in Congress. Yep. And I actually have the uh, the link to the tweet that they are using as a site. Isn't that interesting? News articles in 2021, they're based on tweets. And yeah. in fact, they're based on this particular tweet right here that came from a couple of days ago. Well, I mean, that's, that's yep. the new world, right? Like somebody gets a message out in a matter of minutes, seconds, you know, you can hit whatever following. She's got 13 get. million followers. And so she tweets, Biden needs to lean in on his executive authority now, not later, but now. Uh, he has been delaying and underutilizing it so far. Thank you, man. Thank you very much uh, on your judgment and appraisal there. There is an enormous amount he can do on climate, student debt, immigration, cannabis, health care, and more. Yep. And I got to say, though, I mean, like, I mean, we're going to get heat. People, like, want to do this whole kid uh, pretend Biden's name is Brandon, whatever dumb shit. Oh, but, yeah, like, that's funny. But then but he's, we aren't political. We are nonpartisan. We. I mean, I, exactly. But the thing is, though, like people don't look at still the parliamentary procedure like like Biden's actually like handling it. Like he got this infrastructure bill signed, which got the, the marijuana, you know, for the DUI 
uh, a testing uh, rider on side of it. You know, they're 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 still having a problem for whatever reason trying to pass bridges. You know, we can send half a billion to Israel for no reason, but you know, God forbid, we take care of like our infrastructure. You infrastructure know, is exceedingly important. Infrastructure is national defense, in my opinion. If you have great infrastructure like fiber internet and amazing roads, uh, you're going to have such commerce in the streets. But then our supply chain issues still have to do with like too many OEMs in China. If we had OEMs yeah. in America, but until we had 3D printing technology and it's cheap, renewable source of carbon. This is like a 2032 problem. It's just well, not feasible yet. Also, in, in, in that supply chain issue that you mentioned, dude, I, you know, I, I talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but during the, 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 the beginning of pandemic, when there was a, definitely a stall, 56% of truck drivers failed drug testing for cannabis. Like 56%. Over half. Mm-hmm. You know, if we had Right that, now. Not right later. Now. Right now. Yeah. That's, yeah. They lost their jobs because they can't, because they... They wouldn't didn't have one at the moment, you know. They were not driving at the moment, so they were just trying to. But then and, a national standard, if like, because it's presence alone, you know. And so if there was a national standard, fifty nanograms, you know, do, let's do ten x of what um, uh, uh, Denver's is or Colorado's is. But then how do you simulate like the nanogram level of the blood? I mean, that would be very very difficult to create a test. Uh, for creating a national standard for a THC DUI, uh, because you would need to like correlate that. Be like, here's what one nanogram does. Here's what five nanogram does. Here's what, what 10 saying? nanogram does. And then, you know, you'd have to try to figure out how you can dial in a sweet spot where that would work for 55, 70% of people, you know? Well, as I say, they're trying to, we're, we're trying to hunt down this bullshit cause and effect. Whereas like, do you ever like, yeah, but not, I'm I'm serious that if you do to if you're really really high, you're probably going to be a danger behind the wheel. Well, yeah, no, I I think at that point though, you're not going to be going behind the wheel just because. Right. What what is really really high? Really really high means I want to take a that might nap. be like 50 nanoliters. I mean, it would be really interesting to see like what it's flowing through. But we don't have that. We don't have nanobots like swimming through our blood vessels, like saying here's his exact um, uh, uh, grams of cannabinoids that are floating around in there. Well, again, we're, we're talking about nanograms when mm. when, when your, your your consumption of flour is per the gram. So it's like just any bitty just bullshit number that they. And again, like I said, like I sweat five nanograms, dude. Like it's ridiculous. But you know, and there's some positive news though. In uh, more Biden pressure, uh, the uh, um, uh, office of uh, lawyer, uh, what is it called? Uh, the Justice Department had reversed a course in legal analysis that could allow thousands of people released from prison at the start of pandemic to remain free once the coronavirus uh, emergency ends. The Office of Legal Counsel. So Attorney Merrick asked the LLC to reconsider, but they, they issued a statement saying prisoners sent to home confinement because of the pandemic might remain free. Uh, there's a lot of cannabis prisoners that benefited from this. And so that's great. How many? Uh, as far as I know, I know one for one, Diana Marquez, oh. and there's a couple other ones, too. That Dude, have... uh, somebody from the last Prisoner Project emailed me through my normal legal consults or whatever, the NLC, yesterday, and I didn't respond to him. I was going to be like, oh, damn. Uh, and so, like, I got to respond to that person and, and like, you know, be like, hey, how are you getting those people out of prison? Not only that, uh, how are you taking care of them when they get out of prison? Uh, it'd be great. Like you, in theory, I'm pretty sure if you can show me your conviction for cannabis, you are a social equity applicant in New Jersey. I still got my uh, my receipt. I did community service to to to, to wash it away. No, did you ever uh, live in New Jersey? Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. Well, I did high school in Jersey. 
Okay, that's great. We'll put that in on your executive summary when we apply for your cannabis license in New Jersey. Would you like to grow, process, or uh, I'm going to say process. We'll have the easiest time getting that. Oh, yeah, definitely, because as long as the growers are, you know, people are hustling, but uh, uh, people yeah, are I, just going to, it's it's the least. So, like, the three things that you have to know when you're trying to get into the game, most people want to get into dispensary, so it's got the longest odds, and then everybody else wants to grow, so it's still got long odds, but not as long as the dispensary. And then very few people even look at processing. Fun, fun story. Uh, when I used to be a, a, a flower pharmacist uh, dealer, um, I used to, Jersey was one of the places where I used to predominantly get, I was paying rent. I was able to pay rent. And uh, uh, the guy I was getting my stuff from was getting a guy from Florida. But what they would do is he was a manager of a furniture store and they would get shipments from Oregon of furniture, but it'd be like mushrooms and weed. Yeah. Oregon's always been the source for uh, the best uh, cannabis, I think, at least during my lifetime. It's always been Northwest. Cannabis has always been primo. Um, well, they uh, they have the privacy to grow it, and they also have the um, uh, you know the wonderful climate. But in Ohio news, Ohio marijuana activists have submitted signatures to force their legislature to consider cannabis legalization. Reported out of Marijuana Moment on December 20th of 2021. Yay. So the uh, Coalition to Regulate Marijuana Like Alcohol submitted 206,943 signatures to the Secretary of State, Frank LaRose, on Monday for a bill that would allow adults to buy and possess marijuana. Woo! Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. If you like uh, that, you know what to do. Smash Go it. Like, uh, tag somebody. Let's tag somebody and say, like, hey, man, you're in Ohio, right? Let's get a dispo in Ohio. Dude. Pro's law will allow Ohioans age 21 and older to buy and possess 2.5 ounces of cannabis and 15 grams of concentrate. That's a lot of concentrate. That it also- is, because most of the vapes that they'll be selling and that they probably are selling currently in Ohio uh, medical cannabis uh, dispensaries are about a half a gram or a third of a gram. That's it. Mm. You know, one gram vape cart uh, for the regulated cannabis market. Like, I don't I don't think I can go buy a one gram vape cart in Illinois. Well, and you're gonna find that the consumer changes too. So, like, I've 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 got to my stages of, of of vaping. Like, you got the little pre-made pens for like whatever for a gram, half gram. But also, yeah. you carry your little. Uh, and, and essentially, what a dab is, a dab is just a, a, a the concentrate placed on the heating element, something that just gets hot. So you got these little handheld little chingaderas that you can uh, um, scoop your little concentrate in and put a little bit in and just smoke as you go. And that's a it's a nice on the go type little experience if you're on the road or whatever I, I don't do any of that really as much anymore i'm still a flower guy so oh yeah and then i've become pretty much a flower homegrown guy uh the price of an eighth up here and, and so i've seen you can see 80 buck eighths i saw Oof. one i saw an 80 dollar eighth with 10 percent off it was 72 bucks not for the patients dude that's that's rec price but that is i mean i was because my my bro is coming in from florida so he's like going hey who's got the beverages and i'm like we i haven't seen them and so like canna is one of the names of the beverages it's like 12 ounces no i haven't seen it we just have like these bullshit four ounce um uh, little elixirs or tonics they're called They, they taste very bad and it's just not a good experience so like but then we have like lagunitas brewery in illinois why doesn't Lagunitas Brewery have its infuser license so it can make a 12-ounce product? Probably because of regulation. Same reason we don't have ice cream. Regulation. Well, Lagunitas got the, their, their hand in the California market. I don't think it's so much regulation, but yet Lagunitas just didn't get a chance, right? Like Because it's still shady as F. <laughs> you guys, I think uh, the Lagunitas type style of business is still a, you know, they're owned by the, you know, the world's breweries that are owned by the people that work there. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't think they're just they're just not shady. Uh, you know, that's all. So what types of stuff is going to go on in this Ohio thing? The coalition to regulate marijuana like tobacco as they turned in all those petitions. Uh, they are going to they needed to collect 132,887 valid signatures from registered voters for the statutory initiative during this first phase of the effort. If the required signatures are verified by county officials, the legislature will have four months to adopt the measure, reject it, or adopt an amended version. If lawmakers do not pass the proposal, organizers will need to collect an additional 132,887 signatures to take place before the voters on the ballot in November of 2022. So hopefully, as this coalition, and I would, it would be very interesting to see the uh, uptake methodology that they were using for it, uh, mostly because like when you are turning in a petition, it's like any other highly regulated thing. So you have to do it according to their particular rules, otherwise they'll kick it out. But you're also harvesting 206,943 emails. And if you have those email addresses and then you have to go to the next round, it would be so nice just to be like, send everybody an email. But of yeah. course, then they probably would have to have a very specific form that complies. Um, sometimes those forms have to be printed out and they have to be wet ink, all that type of stuff at a county yeah. level like that. I mean, they make them jump through these hoops of compliance, knowing that it's just freaking impossible or like yeah. more difficult, more difficult. And then that's why there's so many groups, I think, trying in Ohio, you know, between this one was being uh, regulate like alcohol. There's also a uh, uh, normal appellation that's there. Uh, you know, our friend Michael Willett, you know, they're doing it county by county as they're, they're trying to tackle it. So. I think in Ohio, if you live in Ohio, hell, if you live in America, just and I've said it before and I'll say it again, register to vote, goddammit. If you're 18 plus, this is how you get your voice heard. Whether you be gerrymandered or whatnot. Run for office, you know, like just yeah. register to vote and then, you know, go run for something. Says it's the just, guy who's never run for nothing. But I am an elected official at the county level. I'm sorry, the township level. I am township trustee. But it's just surprising the weight of just being a registered voter has of your voice, right? Because it's like, when people say like, oh, I don't want to hear about your bitching about like the, the rules, because unless you've spoken up or done a thing like like the, the the registering to vote is actually a very fundamental thing that we can do to change the the conversation as, as messed up as it all is. The you know, we literally got democracy just broken last year, you know, mm -hmm. like coming up <laughs> on a one year anniversary of that and, just, and, and to celebrate. I think we should do something to. Make it a little bit more chill and relaxed up in here. Uh, so name that strain. What we got going on? That one. Ah, scratch and sniff. Scratch and sniff. Shout out to Zen Burnings, uh, Logan, from the Ganjie course. Uh, and this is one of his selections. If you guys would be so kind, by the way. Uh, we need more of uh, our name that strain images. And so you can find me, uh, not a, that's my dot com. But then if you go to at cannabis industry lawyer on IG, you could send me some shots and some nugs. Tell me what it is. Give me uh, the approval to go ahead and, and make it into one of these things. And then we can play some name that strain. So is this an indica or sativa? This CP? is definitely an indica. This is hmm. definitely an indica. And it is by Ocean Grown Seeds. Okay. Uh, lineage goes back to Mendo Perps. So those are some good mm. hints that are going on in there. Hey, and uh, yeah, let's give everybody a little moment to check it out. Take some guesses. Sure. Take but, some uh, guesses on the name that strain. I was going to touch base on Iowa. Why don't you talk about Iowa? I'll just kind of watch and see if anybody comes in with the right guess. Oh, here you go. Wait. 
I didn't know Iowa was doing a thing. <laughs> I was doing a thing. Iowa senators are working to legalize marijuana in the state constitution. That's huge. Yes. So, three Democrat, the three Democratic state senators said Tuesday they plan to propose a constitutional amendment that would legalize the sale of recreational marijuana in Iowa for people ages 21 and older. Uh, marijuana prohibition has been costly failure, says Senator Joe Bolcom, Democrat Iowa City. It's ending across America because it's caused far more harm than good. Thank God, he said. Yep. I mean, that's go ahead. He's joined by Janet Peterson and Sarah Garrett, and they unveiled this plan during a virtual briefing, emphasizing that since conventional legislative measures to end prohibition have so far stalled in the state, a new approach is required to give the people what they want. Such amendments require passage by two successive General Assemblies, which means a state election must take place between the first and second approvals by legislators and a final approval by Iowa voters. Oh, that's crazy. So you have to go through two rounds of state legislatures? Wow. Yeah. yeah. They do make it harder than it has to be. <laughs> they do make it harder than it has to be. The closest that I have seen so far has to do with one of these. And this is a granddaddy purple guess. While that is not quite right. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's not the granddaddy purple. It is related to a purple urkel. Again, it is an ocean-grown seed. Uh, and that's that's... And it's close to a purple urkel. That's one of its um, uh, parents in the lineage. Lots of good guesses, though. Let's go through. Mendo breath has got it's got it lineage of Mendo breath. Yeah, but like not Yoda soda is close because there's it's it's from Star Wars, and so it's got a Star Warsy name as well. Oh, right on, right on. Wait, I thought I saw somebody in there. No, I don't think anybody said it just yet. Uh, what about this one? Is it that? Ocean grown is Vader OG. Right, yeah, and so it's a Vader OG thing. It's a Jawa oh. juice. That's what it was. Jawa juice, and so is it up? Let's, let's show them. Yeah, that is Jawa juice uh, with lineage derived from legendary Mendo perps of the Emerald Triangle region. Purple Urkel is a well-known hybrid uh, with roots dating back to the 1990s, and it's grown known for its ideal growth habit and visual stunning harvest. Purple Urkel has passed along a set of traits that promote indoor or stealth cultivation and thrives in temperate growing environments. So that is Jawa juice from ocean-grown seeds. Shout out to Vader OG, of course. Man, I love weed. Yep, it is really cool. Weed is really cool. You know, I know a couple people who are growers, and they're actually allergic to it after years of being for terps. Like, just little white rashes. I mean, your body does acclimate to things. Hey, uh, did you see that news out of the Denver Post? I did. Let's talk about what's going on in Denver. Denver Hotel to open Canvas Smoking Lounge in 2022. Nice. Patterson Inn was recently the first and only business to apply for the newly available hospitality license. First and only. First and only. Isn't that amazing that uh, it, it only one is applied, but maybe it has to do with like the ridiculous amount of compliance or other regulations that you'd have to do. Anyway. I, uh, I don't know, man. Look at this one. This picture yep. says I got, I got money. The city began accepting applications from folks who want to run smoking lounges and Amsterdam-esque gathering places or run bus tours, which is sometimes a glaring hole in omission that some is just not getting regulated in Chicago, where consumers are able to consume cannabis on premises. And the only one that's applied so far, according to the director of uh, Denver's Department of Excise and Licenses, is Chris Chiari, owner of the Capitol Hill Bed and Breakfast, the Patterson Inn. 
I can't believe only one person. Charlie's familiar with the campus well, industry. Think about all the chains, all the corporate chains. I bet the corporate chains mm. that own, and then how many of those those hotels in any given um, municipality, whether it's Denver, LA, Seattle, Chicago, how many of those are owned by like either state real estate investment trusts or really, really stodgy old people? No, I get that. Yeah, you're right. And you know, it's funny though, because like <coughs> here in Seattle, uh, the law says it's, it's a state law. It's an ordinance where it's, it's up to the hotel discretion if they want to have cannabis and uh, consumption in the hotel. So, which is funny because like cigarettes are straight up no, but cannabis, the hotels have the option. But also, I I, I I think about the before times, like when 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 things were really cool out here. Um, we had this place uh, Nick called Frankie's R.I.P. to the owner, and uh, what he did was he owned the land that his bar was on. And he turned the upstairs into a, a cannabis consumption uh, area where you mm -hmm. had to pay a dollar to be a member into the private party club. Neat. And then you can, is that it? Java juice? Yeah. Nice. Juice. Good call, Sid. But like that, we had consumption lounges here before. It's just, it bothers me that the stigma is so strong that like, well, we, we're, we don't know what we're getting into. You know what you're getting into is absolutely nothing. Just like we're going to find the DUI laws. Like mm -hmm. you get mass consumers, uh, the world doesn't change. The skies don't start, you know, planes don't start crashing. You know, cars don't get deliriously off yeah, the road. Yeah, but I still, I still say that there's got to be a line somewhere where people just, uh, they perform worse behind the wheel. I don't know where that line is, but we should study it. And then we should study it without, you know, by saying that there needs to be a line, they're already defining it. And they're going to try to be as risk averse as possible. But right. then at least they should have a reason for the line as opposed to, because but see we've been doing the whole risk averse thing this whole time right with prohibition this is why we're, we're fucking blacklisted and all the other just right. stigma things of, of that there's only 130 people watching as opposed to more because it's like uh don't allow this and it's interesting like our suggested videos like just crashed over the course of the past four months but then you know it, youtube's doing youtube that's cool it can do its thing but um man if they don't want your message getting out, it doesn't. What? And, 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 I mean, it's really like, what message are, are, are you preventing? You know, because all we're talking about is well, a it's going to happen anyway. Now, do you want this to happen with a well-informed public or do you want this to happen as people are just going to make a land grab and try to make as much money for themselves and keep people ignorant and in the dark? That, that That's a good thing, too. But and this is why prohibition has done nothing but failed us. It has nothing but failed the citizens. You know, that's that's all it comes down to. Yep. It hasn't done any good. Like, show me on a doll where marijuana has hurt you. Like, but I can show you on a doll where prohibition has hurt all the citizens and and and, and advancement of our, our, you know, like how many people who could have solved cancer, uh, you know, didn't get college funds or, you know, got denied or how many families were separated and traumatized. There's 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 a lot of things you can go over about this prohibition, but none of it's good, right? But I mean, is there a difference between THC in the blood and then edibles metabolized in the blood? So like you're going to have different types of cannabinoids that will be present depending on your methodology of imbibing the substance, which would be. Well, that's what, yeah, I mean, that's what we talk about, right? There's, the, the, you know, it's and it, but again, it's five nanograms. Like it's got to be so much more. The, the, the actual number that says, OK, you got this like thought paralysis or whatever it is you're trying to. The problem is, I think, with, with THC, you know, it, it's been categorized as psychoactive. And people think automatically, like, you're going to do crazy shit because psychoactive.
Yeah, but that is our lead story of the week was the Senator Hickenlooper had called for a, a national THC DUI standard when he was interviewing the uh, Joe Biden's pick to run the National Highway Transport Safety Administration. So how do you uh, think that it should be regulated? Leave that in the comments and uh, tag people that you know have an opinion on this matter. Definitely. Okay. Give, us, give us some insight. Yeah, man. Give us hey, some insight. Uh, one last thing I saw I came across was this uh, TED Talk. TED Talk? Um, the TED Talk on December 17, 2021. Title is How Cannabis Can Feed 10 Billion People by 2050 by Schwen Bungle. And I, I listened to the, the, the TED talk and it really just talks about like, for one, he, the diversity of cannabis, how, how it's fiber, it's protein, it's a, it's, it's a medicine, it's, a, it's industrial oil, right? So that alone about the amazing properties of the plant. But what he was talking about, though, is like if we study the more we know about cannabis and how the plant itself, right, like how we can get hemp and marijuana from the same seed, how we can get CBDs and CBGs and you know, all this other stuff from it and the cannabinoids and how they affect us. Well, then we can transfer that knowledge to like tomatoes and other stuff that uh, to be grown in, in just as RG. You know, also, we talked about how cannabis also absorbs the soil and it's a great treatment for the soil. It's an amazing plant that most people it's it's, a, it's the biggest conspiracy theory, man. You know, if yeah, yeah well, here's one that's going to get a little bit better. We have some stock news. Pot stocks have absolutely gotten shellacked lately. If anybody owns some, you have less money now if you uh, exit the trade. But MedMen has to give up controlling interest of its New York medical operations to Ascend Wellness Holdings, another multi-state operator with the Ozone brand. I'm not sure if you've seen the Ozone brand. That is Ascend Wellness. Hmm. But the board granted approval of the $73 million investment pending review by the state's Office of Cannabis Management, that is the OCM. It's also required that Ascend maintain MedMen's current level of patient access and supply. Very interesting aspect about the regulations when you're in medical cannabis, uh, the adequate supply amounts. And so when you're doing your, you know, your uh, budgets and your pro formas and your expectations for revenue numbers, you'd use adequate supply times number of patients equals um, how many ounces of weed you need. Uh, but you know, um, they have to maintain It's still it's the compliance. It's like, well, this is how many patients that are registered that you need to support. Don't yeah. forget to grow the maximum amount for that. And that's one of the reasons why there's so much oil and that and people make mistakes. Well, you know, and then it becomes oil. And again, it's an agricultural product, right? Like, is this just a, it's a plant that the expectations, you know, you can't it's hard to, to say I'm going to have 100 percent yield, you know, spider mites bad you know stress things happen to the plants but you know in chillinois they recently po posted a, a thing on instagram they talked about uh, uh how the license limiting license only enables the msos it doesn't help anybody like the common citizen so yep. so that is actually was reported in a um uh editorial out of mj business daily oops let me get that into this and i can put that on the screen so MJ Business Daily has an editorial by a Van McConnon. How do you pronounce that one? Do you think there are many? I think you're right, bro. Van McConnon. All right. Yeah. And uh, this is a story that's a part of a recurring series and from professionals connected to the cannabis industry. Van McConnon, based in Boulder, has been growing, selling, and processing cannabis for 35 years 
and been in the uh, legal and not legacy market since 2009. And so uh, he is pointing toward uh, cannabis legalization over the various states. And Oregon and Oklahoma have one way. If you want a license, you get a license in the state. Everybody can grow if they want to. Giving your neighborhood a mason jar full of weed in the fall becomes the new normal. The licensed businesses make a good living. Quality is generally high and consumers have many choices. Much of that country has access to legal cannabis. So why is the unregulated market still the dominant market? It's like, do you know what, what percentage of the market still is buying in the traditional market? And that's a huge portion still. It's about two thirds to three fourths. Yeah. So two thirds to three fourths of the market is still this not led, you know, licensed market. And he then blames what? This limited licensing. Oh, so, he's got a point. Yeah. Well, look I mean, at the limited license states, Illinois, Florida, New York, Ohio, New Jersey, Nevada, maybe uh, your state soon here. Well, my state for sure. I can't get a license. Washington, you can't get a license. Yeah. There's a, the, the clothes, you know, that's the thing too, is when they, when they do this beginning of the markets, they never say, here's your only chance. <laughs> you know, that was, if I knew that was the only chance to fucking get in the market. Why do you think I'm telling you, you're getting in Jersey, man. You and I are going to apply as a conditional 1B. We need somebody in Jersey to be our 20% of our substantially related person. And I recommend it is the most connected lawyer that's a minority that we can find in New Jersey that wants at least 20% of the license. Maybe more because, like, you have to have 50%, 50.1% technically. Well, and then once the Jersey – gets locked into that east coast market is going to be a growing uh, uh uh like culture because once new york all these interconnected states you know pennsylvania know. needs to go i think i think you should open a dispo i think miggy's dispensary would be a fr friendly welcoming place that people would go to <laughs> oh yeah dude i'd i'd want a very clean very very uh nuanced with like uh i, I would like a lounge god damn it i want to i want to be able to just smoke with people and hang out uh, yeah, well, you know, I can't, uh, you know, you can do that in Illinois, the revenue numbers that you need to hit to provide though, it's different. And then you're in Illinois. Oh, yeah. Seattle. Well, that's the thing too, right? You get to, it's a business. So you can't just like walk away from it. Yes, that's correct. You just can't walk away from it, but, uh, they are blaming this limited market for the result is big weed. For example, we were just talking about what, Ascend Wellness. And remember, the Cannabis Control Board said on uh, Thursday uh, that the license has to give up 86% of its business to privately held Ascend Wellness. And how many cannabis licenses are in New York? Ten Damn. cannabis licenses in New York. Out of a state with 20 million people, 10 are there. And, and that's one of the reasons why he thinks the illicit market is still all over there because of this big weed market where and there's new york right there on his and his mentions i would so, also okay I, I would say i also would uh, label this under the no shit sherlock category because like i mean this we're talking about like walmart versus like mom and pops you know walmart's got the advantage because they got the extra the, the funding and they can buy in bulk and do things way right. towards the advantage of their thing but and then here's what they say that is causing this illicit market but uh California's illicit market, $8 billion. 
nearly double of the uh, regular market of 4.4. And so like it's about two thirds, you know, if a third of it's legal, a little bit more than a third, you know, 4.4. And then another 8 billion, of course, maybe it's a little bit higher than 8 billion. Maybe it's a little lower because that one doesn't keep records, you know. Um, but would that stuff be able to be exported from California if there was a market's place uh, with the style of an Oklahoma or an Oregon? Because Oregon still has, well, then Oregon's illicit market would also be fueled by the uh, limited market states and the limited license states that support like a Stend Wellness or um, other publicly traded cannabis companies. Well, they're trying to figure out now in Oklahoma how to corral that in. So keep your eyes out, Oklahoma. Fight, fight the good fight. But I don't know if they're going to be able to, um, like, corral it in. Why, why would they, though? I mean, I think people see a lot of people having, you know, successful living, you know, making a good income. And then they figure out, well, that's that's not right. That's not – you don't deserve that. F you. You know, yeah. see, you know people are, are good business people. If you, you know, the only way you can be successful with the People plan, are also petty jerks. Yeah. that And some people – like to watch other people get hurt. They I, I do. Have me yeah. like people didn't like to watch other people getting hurt. America's funniest home videos would have lasted two episodes. That's it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then that milk crate challenge would not have gone viral because it would be like, oh, that man really hurt himself. But like oh, we Jackass wouldn't have had three sequels, mm. you know. But we talk about like people who like to uh watch people get hurt. I mean, you're actually talking about real masochists when watching people fail in an industry where they should be just left the fuck alone, right? There, there should be an option, a chance, not uh, every other rule against you and trying to, you know, make you a new, uh, like, business minority. You know, it, it's ridiculous how you're subjugated to. Yeah, subjugation. I'm getting some of that for Christmas. Tell you what, hopefully you're going to get some, some decent things and you have the family coming over. Here we are past the solstice which is great. So now it's only going to get brighter from here until about June 20th. That's not too bad. You're going to, I think you're, you're in the best part of Christmas, dude. Your, your little one's still little. Like that's the best part. You can, uh, uh, takes not a lot to make it look like a big deal for them. Yeah. We just got the little one, a, a new, um, uh, car seat because she's gotten so big. So she's too big for the infant one. Now she needs the toddler. one. And, um, she is more interested with the box. Oh. than anything else that you could have done. And so it's like, yeah, the box, it's like this thing that protects her comes with a free toy, <laughs> a box. Yeah. I love it, dude. Yeah, all my guys are too old for that. But, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's going to be one of those, for me, they're almost all out. So it's cool just to have like a hangout and have a dinner and just, you know, be with the fam. Because uh, Christmas on Saturday, maybe, maybe not. We'll probably gather on Sunday because who knows what our families want us to do. So, yep. Who knows what our fans mind. want us to do, but I wanted to give out a, you know, I'm thankful for the gift of all of our um, members that have joined and helped the channel out. You know, we give, and I think we're going to turn a profit this month. So we'll be able to donate the proceeds that we got to uh, some of the prisoners that are there. So that they're get some commissary while they're still waiting for Joe Biden to let them out of prison. Uh, and anyway, hopefully everybody has like a really great um, Christmas and yes. see you later, man. Hey, Merry Christmas, New Year, Kwanzaa, Amen.
Shalom, bitches. Yeah, we're gonna have to figure out a more of a, a way to wrap these things up, you know, because you know the, the the evening news they don't just say like whatever, bro, and then leave. So we should do something to kind of watch, you know, wrap these suckers up. We we don't have a cool saying like uh, PCM. Well, we also don't have a budget. Imagine. <laughs>